Are you in a season of overwhelm and doing all the things, but when you get to the end of the day, you just feel drained and unproductive and like you didn't get anything done? Am I talking to anyone? Well, we are going to get to the root of that issue in today's interview. Today, I get to bring to you Sarah Dalton. She's the founder of Your Simply Big Life, an online community that empowers women to step out of overwhelm and take ownership of their day. Can we get an amen to that? Her mission is to help busy moms make the most of their time and energy with simple strategies and mindset shifts. She's also the creator of the Peace and Productivity Planner, as well as her online course, Peace and Productivity Foundation. So today you're going to learn all the things about peace and productivity and how those can combine cohesively to impact your day to day. You're going to learn how to gain clarity around your priorities and design rhythms and routines to find more fulfillment at the end of every day. She's also the host of your Simply Big Life podcast. You need to go subscribe because I'm a listener and it is so transformational. If you're not listening to this live, if you're listening to this a few weeks after this episode goes live, it's most likely now the peace and productivity podcast. So go look it up. You're going to hear weekly conversations with like-minded women on there. that just offer inspiration on things like time management, productivity, and living with intention. Oh, today's episode, we go over seasons. We go over how to be aware and more present, how to identify your core values and just bring grace in your day-to-day life and routine, how to create clear goals, and just feel more intentional about how you're showing up. It's so good. So let's get into it. Hey, mama, welcome to the tough love mom podcast. I know you're here because you're ready to get disciplined and lose weight. And you're not afraid of a little tough love. Taking on your journey postpartum is hard, but it's not impossible. I believe that we mamas have an ingrained ability to figure out what we need to do, make it happen no matter what, and do it in a way that inspires the world and sets a beautiful example of healthy living for our little ones. My mission is to help you uncover that ability and live a life of confidence and consistency. Hey, I'm Liz, and I've been where you are. I gained more than the suggested amount of weight in both of my pregnancies, but with sustainable habits, consistency, routine, and taking hold of my thoughts, I lost it all in just over a year, both times, and I'm here to help you do the same. If you're ready to stop falling off the wagon, truly break free from the perfectionism that is holding you back, and finally feel your best, all while enjoying dino nuggets on your salad, you are in the right place. It's time to get disciplined so you can live a life of consistency and true confidence, mama. We're about to transform your postpartum journey. Get pumped up. It is tough love time. Hey, Sarah. So, so excited you're here today. I'm excited to hear about balancing grace and discipline because as a mom, that's so, so important. And you are just a pro at that. I think grace is a really common word that moms use, especially in their journeys which all of the listeners of this podcast like to, they're, they're intentional about their journey with weight loss and consistency and their health. But that word of like giving yourself grace, I think is misused and misunderstood very often. Yeah. Um, and we're also going to talk finding peace while still going after big goals or things mm-hmm. that you want to work towards. Cause gosh, I don't even want to get into the whole like identity and motherhood and stuff for yourself, but There's just so working. Much. Yeah. It's so, <laughs> so like layered, mm-hmm. but you know, enjoying yeah. the process. So I'm excited exactly. connected over 
um, a podcast and business growth group that we're in together, which is so cool. Cause we grew yes. up in the same town. So <laughs> my mind's just blown at how crazy. God's brought us together. But, um, yeah. how did you get here to your podcast and this call on your life? Um, what spurred you on to this message and where you're at now? Yeah, Liz, thank you so much for having me. It's, it is really, really cool. I feel like in a lot of ways, it's come full circle. And we're always obviously still on the journey. But I, yeah, when I was a new mom, um, my son actually will be 10 this month, which is just seems crazy. I know all the moms feel like that, but it's just crazy. I'm like, I have a 10 year old. So when, when I became a new mom, it kind of all happened. I was a new wife, a stepmom, a new mom, all in a very short period of time. So that's a big part of my story because it was that overwhelm that we often feel as new moms and, and compounded, I feel like, by, you know, kind of the other factors, just trying to figure out how to integrate all those different things that we had going on. So basically, I think it was a combination of all the things where I had certain expectations, what it was going to be like to be a mom, right? And what my life would look like and what my home would look like and what I would do with my kids and all these things. And, and by the time, and then I had, so I had two, um, and they were two years apart. And so by the time I had my daughter, it just felt like all of those hopes and, and things that I had expected just felt like they were out of reach. Like it was that constantly, that feeling of constantly doing things. And I was just glued to my to-do list. I was glued. I was doing things around the house constantly, like constantly vacuuming up, which we know, you know, there's things that need to get done. And then there's also, it just was this feeling of like this never ending cycle. Like, what am I actually doing all of this for? And, and then also that disconnect from my family, which was the whole thing. The whole point was I wanted to be a mom to have this amazing family. And I felt this disconnect at the end of the day, I would lay my head on my pillow and be like, um, so what, what did I actually accomplish was like that big feeling. It was that, that gap between the to-do list and, and a big part of my story. Also just trying all the different planners, trying to pinpoint the thing, the one thing that would help me to fix all of my problems, right. And make it all make sense. And, and it really wasn't until basically I started looking inside instead of outside. And that's when it started actually changing when I was like, okay, this is more of an inside problem. This is more of something that I can't, again, can't fix with a planner or a to-do list um, because it goes deeper. And what I know now is that there was so much of just who I am that I, I didn't know who I was. I didn't know truly as a person, as a mom, as a wife, it was just, I was trying to check all the boxes, but there was no, where was that foundation? So it was missing. And so basically it kind of led me on this, this whole personal development journey. I got a coach and along the way, it just kind of developed into this amazing, what is now the Simply Big Life community. I have the Peace and Productivity Planner and course, and it's just evolved from honestly kind of what I felt like I would have loved to have back then. <laughs> How did you, I'm really curious as a mom with all that you had going on and the constant to do's and all of that. How did you find time and find out, I guess, even about personal development and 
looking into a life coach, like what was the process of that? Cause I think a lot of moms get so stuck in the to do's that you don't realize yeah. that it's important to yep. keep, we, we start to lose that ability to like learn and think yes. and do for ourselves. So what shifted that for you? Because yeah. oftentimes I'm pointing my clients to books or to podcasts mm-hmm. and saying, start learning and growing. And they just transform and yeah. realize, oh my gosh, I wasn't pouring into myself anymore. So yes. what made that shift for you? And how did you find out about it? That is such a good question. Such a good question. I think honestly, what kind of set it in motion was unfortunately, I kind of hit my, that rock bottom, that, that not rock bottom, but the bottom for me where I was so done being where I was. I was so done being (laughs) frustrated and overwhelmed. And I could see the trajectory. I could really see that the life that we, it wasn't going in a good, in a good, on a good path between my relationship with my husband, with my kids, all the things. And like, exactly like you said, it was that realization. Really what I did first, honestly, was I started asking for help. I started reaching out. And that's when I found a coach and I was like, do I need therapy? Do I need go? What do I like? What is it that, you know? And so really it was, again, it was like, I had tried all these different things on my own. So it was reaching out for help and then realizing, and again, I didn't have the language back then, of course. Right. Like now I can see where it was really, it's almost like I was out of options. And so this was the thing I was doing it, the house, all of a sudden, these other things that had felt super important were like, okay, this is now I'm realizing actually the thing, the first thing is myself in this season, because I can't do anything else (laughs) if I'm not okay. Um, So there was just that realization. and, And honestly, I think it's, it's like hard to put into words, but it's that idea of just getting curious. I would say that first step for that mom listening, who's like, okay, but I feel like I am in the thick of it and just starting to be aware of like, what is it that, that might help you to take that first step? Yeah. So what did you focus on first with your coach and with personal development, which area did you dive into first? Core values. (laughs) That is like, the, the, like, literally that's one of the first things that we beyond, like, you know, just sharing my story with her and all the things. And that was one of the first things she introduced me to. I had it again. It's, I think I, I'm sure I had heard of it, but it was nowhere on my radar. I had no idea what my core values were other than, well, obviously family's important and I want to be healthy and kind. And, you know, that's basically what I understood. And so when we started diving into that, let me tell you, it, it is, I think that's the beauty of personal development. And when, you know, I'm just such obviously a huge fan, but once you kind of open that door, you're like, it's just, it's, it's, there's never ending. There's always the next step and in the most beautiful way, not in an overwhelming way to do all the things, but just that next door will open. And so with the core values, it, it really feel like, it felt like, a light bulb went off. And when I say this, this concept of, I didn't know who I was before I became a mom and a wife. And so I dove into these roles sort of without a compass, without a, I didn't, I was flailing and, and I was like, I don't, I'm just trying to figure again, figure out what it was. And then when I was like, Oh, this is what is truly important to me. This is who I am. And, you know, freedom, integrity, 
all connection. Those are some of my core values. And so, and it's been a process really diving into it. Now I talk about this in my, you know, in the course and everything, this is one of the main things that I want to, where I want women to start, because that's truly, or what I think is super helpful, a good place to start. Um, so one, yeah. So once I started getting super clear on that, it just felt like that was, I could build from there. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'd had, it was like that foundation I was looking for. Yeah. It almost sounds like now, once you've evolved those core values and realized they're not just these mm-hmm. standard things that everyone yes. holds as priorities, yeah. um, that they're almost like characteristics that you want to live up to. So how, exactly. how do we find our core values and why are they important for kind of getting out of yeah. that, like constant to do cycle into living a more peaceful and productive life? Yeah. Yeah. So good. So basically as again, as I've kind of gone through my own journey and process, this has evolved and to the point where I'm really, I really look at the core values because when we say, when it comes to productivity, right? Well, what are your priorities? What matters most? Like, you know, and how the heck are we supposed to figure that out? (laughs) Right. So the way that I look at it is core values is that first step. And really from there, you can create a clear vision. You can create those clear goals that are tied back to those values and who you are. And again, what matters most. So they're the guiding principles, the fundamental foundational beliefs and what really the the perspective that you have on the world. Um, So really, and again, so this is where I started was family, health, faith. These are my core values, which that's not wrong. Like I am so, so adamant that there's no one right way to do anything, especially when it comes to personal development, our life, right? It's our life. So, and along the journey, I have, again, like, kind of like you said, I've, I go, I've dove in, I don't know. I've dove, <laughs> whatever that word is, I think it's deeper. Dope. Dope. I dove deeper, yes, into into and got layers deeper and keep I kept asking these questions because every season I revisit my core values and I'm asking myself, is this still, you know, what is really guiding me and helping me to stay on the course aligned literally with what I'm doing every day, with who I am and what I value. So going back to how do we figure this out? This is what, this is a big part of what I take women through in the course, but I have my three steps, name, define, and align your core values. So the naming part is really, I personally, and this is where my coach helped me with this, the five top core values, your personal core values. And the beauty of this is like, this is a whole thing, right? You can do your family core values, your business core values. But when we're, what we're talking about, right, our personal core values, because we really do need to get clear on that before we can get clear on these other areas of our life. So there's, there's a process that I take women through and it's really, there's like this list of all, all of the possible values and going through that. And a big part of this, this whole thing, right, is just this awareness piece, getting quiet. And like you were mentioning, just making the time, not, not finding the time, not hopefully I'll make, I'll like, I'll get that done, but making the time, making it a priority to sit down. I mean, it, it can be as small as, you know, a 10 minute window, a five minute window where you're going through all these different words and you're really thinking you're seeing what resonates, what stands out, going through them a couple times, circling, underlining, and some of them also go together and they play off each other. 
So the more you do this exercise, the more, you know, it's going to be new at first. It's going to be maybe feel weird and like, it's not working quote unquote, (laughs) but really I think the more we, you know, the more you do it, it's like a muscle. You're going to build that muscle and you're going to start to see the connections with your core values and how you're living your life. And it's pretty amazing. So after you name, then define. So again, so energy is another one of my core values. And that could mean something totally different to you than it does to me. And it's really just the capacity to show up for my life in the best possible way. That's what it means to me. So, and that that's another huge part of my business and all the things I'm sure we'll dive into that. But so really getting clear on what each, once you have your five core values, what do they mean to you? What's the definition as far as you're concerned? And then the alignment piece is literally, how does that look played out in your everyday? So for me, energy, so I talk about rhythms as well. So I'm designing my days and my weeks, knowing that energy is is important, it's like the thing, it's one of my top five core values, my thing, then what am I going to do on a regular basis? First of all, I have to pay attention to my energy. I need to know what's draining it, what's filling it, all the things. And then also where are the areas that I can intentionally design those rhythms, those habits, those routines to support my energy because it's that important. So <laughs> that's so good. So it almost sounds like, you know, how some people pick like a word of the year Yes. live by that. It's almost like scratching the surface of this core value stuff. It's like yeah. it's my word. And then they don't go past that. But even exactly. if, even if you listen whoever's listening, pick the word of the year you know, now take the time to define what that means to you and how it looks day to day and align that to your day to day. And then maybe pick a few more words as your seasons change and you're already implementing this. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's such a common thing. I love that. I love how you said that we overcomplicate all the things. Again, we try to do all the things as busy moms and (laughs) like, and so this idea of picking one word. Yeah, of course me too. And that's where all I know is I still do that and fall into those traps. But it's this idea of the more you like bringing yourself back to the, you know, it's like, okay, I'm seeing myself going here, like bring myself back. And that's where core values, it's that grounding. And that's where this word, right? A word or whatever it is. So starting with one word is beautiful because that's so simple. It really is. Yeah. How, so you, you were just talking about energy management and I think that piece of like bringing it back. Cause often as moms, we can get blinded mm-hmm. by the day to day and all the things we have to do. And we get lost and all of a sudden we're pulled all the way this direction or that direction. And we don't take that time to reflect on where we're at with maybe that one core value or those certain things that yeah. want to get back to, where do you like, how do you start in helping women manage that and bringing them back to that? I don't want to call it your center. That sounds so like new world age, but yeah, bringing it back home to those core values again. How do you help women do that? Yeah. So there's a couple things. And when it comes to that energy management piece, the rhythms, I guess I will start with rhythms because that's the thing. It's those, again, those routines, the habits and the systems, the things that we can create that we do on a regular recurring basis that really help us again, to come back. And the way we know how to set up those rhythms, what should they be, where do we start? That's when we go back to that energy management piece. So again, and I'm big on seasons, knowing what season we're in of, and not just the physical seasons, right? That's part of it. But we literally just had, this is such a good example that January for us was 
a season of sickness, unfortunately, just the entire month. We were one after the other, somebody had something and it was just a difficult season in that way. And, and as a result of that, I was able to have that awareness piece, knowing that this is, this is where my capacity is at. First of all, a lot of my time and energy is going to taking care of my family, taking care of my kids, doing extra things when my husband's down for the count, right? All those things. So just being aware of what literally is your season as new moms. Do I have like a newborn? Do I have a toddler who's waking up in the middle of the night? So just that awareness piece of what is my current capacity? And then that's where the grace comes in, right? That's where that, when you can be aware and then also pair that with the grace of this is where I'm at and I'm going to do what I can, but I do not have to do all the things. So I sh should not try. <laughs> um, so that, so the energy management, then it's really going a layer deeper. There's like two separate parts that I like to talk about, but the first part is doing an energy audit and being crystal clear. So there's four energy sources that I, that I think it's helpful to break it down. And again, instead of just saying energy, physical, mental, spiritual, and emotional, those, all those different pieces, right? So it's that holistic, I, that's what I like to say is that holistic productivity as well, because when we're trying to figure out, you know, we really like, oh, but I'm working out and I'm eating right. And I should have more energy, right? I should feel better but what's going on spiritually, mentally, emotionally. So making sure we're taking into account all the aspects of who we are. Um, again, in, in each season doing this audit. So literally writing a list for each one, what are the energy drainers and what are the energy fillers for my physical energy, mental, emotional, spiritual. It just gives you such a great starting place because then you can begin you can edit the drainers. That's what I like to say. I'm big on editing wherever we can. Where can you delete? And a lot of times we can't just delete the things that are draining us, but how can we delegate? Can we minimize? Can we make it something if we're doing this thing often, can we do it less often? <laughs> can we find a way to make it a little bit less of a drain, right? Um, and then this is where this is the beauty of it is when you are clear on what are the fillers in this season, because they could, they probably will change in each season. What makes sense for you in this season, you design the intentional rhythms that go into your day, into your week, into your month. What do I need to support my energy? So it's just this beautiful, that's kind of how my brain works is just from the top down, doing the work on the front end, right? Getting clear on our values, our vision. Then you can be like, okay, this is how I'm going to plan my week because I know where I'm at, what I need. And there you have it. <laughs> I love that. And I think it's important to bring back to the fact that in the past, your story before all of this was feeling that overwhelmed and that draining sense of mm -hmm. constantly doing stuff, but never feeling peace and never feeling yeah. like you got anything done. And knowing that now years later, you're at this point where you can step back and look at life this way and plan ahead and be aware of what's going on took such a process. So I wanted to just stop and like remind the listener of that yes. because yes. sometimes so it's so hard to see that and be like, I want to be at that point now. And we can't get that instant gratification because it's a process of getting there. Totally. Um, how, yeah. and this is something that came up that you keep using the word seasons and I like live by seasons. <laughs> the 
this was one of the first years. Cause I mean, my youngest is one and a half and my oldest is three. So I've been in the thick wow. of like yeah. learning how to be a mom for the last three and a half years now. Yeah. And I feel like I found my head finally came above water like six months ago yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I could really start getting my feet under me. And this was the first year that in November, actually, I sat down with a whiteboard and a planner and a month, like I sat down with all these things. And I said, all right, what do we have going on next year? What do I want to make happen next year? And I looked at it in seasons and I kind of planned out and I, and I, like, I did a similar thing yes. to you where I said my core values, yes. they weren't quite like the values of like mm-hmm. the characteristics. It was mm-hmm. more so mm-hmm. family business. I broke yeah. it up very elementary level, but, um, I did that and it felt so good going into the year like that because I knew month to month what I wanted to get done. I can show up day to day and not feel as overwhelmed. And so it was a similar process, but how can you, cause sometimes we can plan ahead and see the seasons like, okay, I'm about to have a baby or my, my baby's turning six months old and I will have a little bit more freedom or I'm going back to work, whatever it is. Cause a lot of the moms listening are like under, they have under two-year-olds. Okay. So sometimes seasons come up on us without us realizing it kind of like your January. Mm-hmm. How can you start to be more aware? Cause it took me a long time yes. to learn how to, I mean, my first few years of motherhood, like I would be a few months into a season and go, Oh, this is what's going on. Yes. <laughs> and I think that's yes. so much more common than we realize because once you realize mm-hmm. that you can start fixing things and showing up so differently, good. but it can, yeah. I mean, for me, even it's taken me months to realize I was in a certain season. Yeah. So how would you encourage a mom to start getting that awareness of you're in this type of season right now? So let's start addressing things or showing up differently because we can so easily not realize where we're at. Oh, that's so good. I love your question. Seriously. Um, Okay. So I would say, I guess this is where my more practical side, my like tangible organizing planning side comes out of this idea of the more we can create again, these rhythms where we are consistently, well, first of all, consistently checking in with ourselves. So when we have more space and we're not just trying to do for ourselves, right. When we have even again, in those super busy, crazy seasons, even those five or 10 minutes where we have alone time to think and to process what's been going on, but it does take that intentionality piece to even start looking for to, that's the thing. If once you're aware of, oh, there are seasons, then I think it just becomes a little bit easier to start to break down. Okay. What is happening and where's my capacity? And this is where I love the pen to paper. I feel like that's such a huge part, even if you're not a big journaler, um, kind of where, what I did with the planner this year is more like a mind map kind of situation. And where with the values, the vision, the goals, every 90 days, it's this check-in. And so again, like you said, but it could be a new season, like a month where it's just this really challenging season or two months. So this is where I do a weekly refresh and I, and we all know about we should quote unquote plan our weeks, right? We should be sitting down on a Sunday or whatever it is. And, and that is super helpful. I'm a big, I am a big advocate for that and that will come. But I think part of that, what I like to incorporate into that, and that's where the peace and the productivity comes from is where it's not just, okay, what am I going to do this week? It's reviewing, it's giving yourself that intentional time. That would be an amazing time to just think about where you're at Yes, where was this last week? But also, 
bigger picture. Where am I at? What, what's going on in my life right now? What is, is, you know, is a parent sick? Is a, is there something going on with a best friend? Like all those things affect our energy. And again, so much of the time we don't see it or we don't allow it, you know, we don't allow it through to our consciousness to really start. So the more we can allow that through and be aware of it as what it is, then we can start again. It's not like it's going to go away. It's not like we can, you know, necessarily delete all the things, but we can start the more aware we are, we can start to, again, put in those intentional rhythms that will support us knowing where our capacity is at. Maybe I need a little more alone time in this season. Maybe I need to scale back a little bit on the business because this is a heavy family season, right? So just those check-ins, I feel like that would be a practical starting point. And the way you would do that is literally putting them on your calendar with <laughs> the way that you would actually do that. Right. And just try that all of these things that I'm talking about. And I, again, I really appreciate what you said about that. Cause I'm the same way when I hear people talking and they're like, what? And I'm like, that's amazing. I wish I could be there right now or do that that way. But it was, it was a 10 year journey and I'm still learning. And so, but these few things I know for sure of this idea of like these constant check-ins with myself is just, it's huge. And that's where that peace comes from, right? When yep, you're exactly. looking at a productive week and all that you have to take on you yeah. get that better sense of, okay, I can do that. Like this yes. is doable. Cause I know I'm in this mental space. I know my exactly. emotional space. And so yeah. when it comes to the tangibles I'm taking on this week, we're good mm-hmm. <laughs> or we're not exactly. good. What can I take off the calendar? <laughs> exactly. And more, the more that you practice this, the, the more you're going to get really good at discerning. This is, that's mm-hmm. the big piece, right? Discerning. Okay. What is actually an, an essential task for this week? What are actually my goals and, and what, Again, so it's, yes, what are the deadlines? What's urgent? We are really good at that as moms, but also what's important and what's in alignment? What's what's a goal I'm going after? And then where's my energy at? So it's yeah. considering the whole 360 picture um, is that's the piece for sure. Totally. And then it takes away that it's really easy to hear the messaging of, pour into your own cup first so you can fill up others. And it it can become a very, is it about me or is it about them? And in this Mm. sense, it's a, no, Mm. it's about all of us and how we're working as a family and how everything feels in our home. Cause we, we, as the moms do determine the energy, the emotion, the way everyone's feeling in our home. Absolutely. That. So Wow. Wow. And I think a good example is a good example. So, um, our boys have back-to-back swimming lessons and our youngest, we, a parent gets in the pool with them and our three-year-old obviously sits with the, with my husband or myself when the other one of us is in the pool. Well, when my husband's gone, there's no way that uh, I'm going to have my (laughs) three-year-old sitting. I mean, he doesn't sit for more than two minutes. So there's no way that I can get in the pool with my younger son well, he's done with his lesson. Like it's just not going to work out. So I have to reschedule lessons and kind of flip things around. And there are some weeks when I'm trying to fit, figure out when to do this makeup lesson for my one-year-old and it's not working out and this and that. And I just go, you know what, just keep the day for us where we just won't have a lesson this week because it'll be too much for me to say, okay, maybe we'll go during nap time or maybe I'll, you know, try to bring in Nate. It's just way too stressful. And I go, you know what? 
I'm just going to put this boundary here. Swimming lessons are important. That time with him is important, but my sanity is a little more important. So we're just going to say no to the swimming lesson makeup this week and we'll be fine. So that's one of those boundaries you can just, I love it. I'll put in looking at it from all the different lenses, not just the, I have to get this done. Yeah, absolutely. That's good. Oh, this was such a good conversation. I'm like, I love it. Helpful. Um, so where can everyone find you and follow you? And biggest thing is like, how can you help these moms? Cause I, I mean, even me, I'm like, okay, when I I plan my week, my next week on Thursdays, I'm going to start making that mental check-in on Thursdays too. Cause I kind of do it monthly, but I don't do it weekly. So um, what do you have to help moms with and where can they find you? I love it. This was so fun. Liz, I could just keep talking to you forever. (laughs) We will in the group and bring up. If yeah. I miss anything, go for no, it. No, this is awesome. <laughs> yeah, no, I feel like we covered a lot. And that's the other thing I love just, again, I guess just that <laughs> I personally struggle with that all or nothing mindset. Oh yeah. And when, especially when it comes, you know, to personal development, I'm like, I want to do all the things and fix all the things. So I would just encourage the moms, anybody who struggles with that listening, just maybe pick one thing, pick one thing that we talked about. And I do think that weekly check-in is probably a really great place to start. Um, and your core values. So maybe two things, (laughs) but, or the word, whatever it is, but whatever resonated with you, just kind of taking that action piece. Cause I know I listen to a lot of podcasts and sometimes it can be like, okay, what am I actually implementing? So that being said, I do, I, yeah, I love, well, I'm on, um, I have my my podcast, your simply big life. Um, and it's actually soon to be, I'll just announce it here. The peace and productivity podcast. We are changing the name. It's going to be, oh, it's, I'm loving it. And like you said, we're in that, that mastermind together. And it's just, the podcast is my absolute favorite thing. So definitely, obviously you guys like podcasts because you're listening. And so, and I'm an avid listener of your podcast impacting my life so much. So I definitely highly recommend it to any moms that are like, this was good. I need more of it. Thank you (laughs) so much. It's Oh, it's, it's so crazy. Like it really, it's speaking of energy. Like it just gives me that energy boost every time. Like this is where I meant to be doing this podcast. Okay. So (laughs) your underscore simply big life on Instagram. I'm, I'm hanging out there. And then we also have a Facebook group, your simply big life, um, Facebook group. And then I have the peace and productivity planner. Like I mentioned, um, I'm getting really good feedback from that. And that, again, it just came out of my, what I do believe is that there's not one right tool for everybody. Kind of like I mentioned, but I, but I created this out of my own need Mm -hmm. and gathering the information from the, the women who were using it. Um, just how to make it, you know, everything kind of in one place. So it's the seasons, the months and the week view. So it's all the things and it's again, the peace and the productivity. So it's the to-do list and all the things, but then it's the, the work on the front end, the values, the vision and the goals. So it's all wrapped into there. And then to kind of accompany that I have my peace and productivity foundations course, which has been another thing that I'm absolutely loving. And when you, you know, go in there, you get lifetime access. So I'm always updating. We're doing monthly zooms, all the things. So yeah, I would love for you guys to connect and hang out. That's so good. Oh, you are making such a big impact on moms because even like planning your week for me sometimes can feel like just a to-do list item. Right. And I'm like, I need to have purpose with this. So yes, it's so important. The work that you do. I always ask one final question to my guests. Um, so tough love, this is the tough love mom podcast, right? 
It's defined as love expressed in a straightforward manner to promote another person's well-being. So basically you care enough about someone else that you're just going to tell it to them straight. You're not going to beat around the bush. So with that in mind, what's one thing you want to leave these moms with today? Just hidden home. I love that. What do you want them to go? You already told them what you want them to go do, but what encouragement do you want to leave them with? That's just like, I'm going to tell it to you straight. I'm going to give it to you. <laughs> what do you oh, want to I know what it is. Oh my gosh. Cause I've been having this battle and this battle with myself. And then this conversation over and over again, you can do anything you want in this world. I believe that, but you cannot do all the things all mm-hmm. at once. True. <laughs> I mean, we try so hard, but we cannot do all the things and it's just going to drive us crazy trying. So I don't know. I just feel like like that, at least that piece of that mindset shift, right? That it's, Mm -hmm. we do not, we can give that up trying and just release. And it's hopefully it's that sense of freedom and then really go deep and focus on the things that are true priorities in this season. Yeah, absolutely. When you prune, (laughs) there's room for more to grow. Yes. Yes. Yes, Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for coming on today, Sarah. Yeah. Thank you, Liz. This was awesome. Wasn't that awesome? I hope you took away something, whether it's going and picking one core value or you're going to go pick five core values and start naming, defining, and aligning those. I'm not kidding you. I was taking notes during our podcast interview because I was like, this is so good. I need this. And on Thursdays, when I plan my week, I'm going to start taking a few extra minutes. Literally, all it takes is a few extra minutes of checking in with myself and determine how am I doing? How did I feel this week? Do I have more coming up next week? Can I take some stuff off my plate? Do I need to shift our routine a little bit? And I'm going to take that time on a weekly basis, not just monthly anymore. So what are you going to do after this episode with Sarah? I hope it was just so impactful for you and just brought you some more peace, help you feel heard because I think we all get to that point where we're just drained at the end of the day because we have so much going on. So go after this podcast, instead of just listening and let it, letting it be noise, like Sarah said, identify one or two or even five core values that you have, name them, decide what they mean to you, and then align them with what you're doing day to day. Cool? Cool. Go get after it, mama. Before you go, thank you for spending this time with me on the Tough Love Mom podcast. If this episode encouraged you in any way, the number one way you can thank me is to leave a review, letting me know how this show has impacted you. Then send this episode to another mom friend or take a screenshot, post it on social media and tag me so I can personally thank you for helping me on this journey to impact thousands of moms. I'm so grateful to be on this journey with you, sister. Until next time, get after it.